Hi, I'm Jim Antonopoulos. Hi, I'm Damien Carolla. This is Fearless Conversations. Really well, yeah, really well. Just um, Friday, it week ten or week nine or w- whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it's always good to have a, a Friday uh, pop around. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. Now we're recording this out of the studio because we're still in lockdown, so um, there might be some sound issues, but I think it's coming through okay. Look, I, I think so. I mean, we're used to this sort of studio um Dynamic, um, yeah. Look, it's probably nice to mix it up. Are you having a beer at the moment, or are you going uh, to be later on? A bit early in the day for a beer. A bit early in the day, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, no, how's the week been? Uh, yeah, week's been um, week's been quite interesting. Uh, what's sort of been top of mind this week? Uh, just trying to get some good sleep cycles and sleep rhythms into the week. Uh, you know, every day's either a new opportunity or something we've got to embrace in terms of a. An ongoing challenge so just looking after the body a little bit i was just mentioning this to you earlier we're doing that uh push-up challenge to raise money from uh, men's depression so uh mate i'm 45 but i for some reason i, I still reckon i've got the body of a 21 year old but i wake up the next morning battered so my mind will go but uh, i'm thinking oh geez wow <laughs> No, I'm, ha- I'm happy to just um, own 45. <laughs> I'm quite happy. Yeah, I, look, these numbers, like some of them, we're, we're having to do up to 220 during Sundays. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good challenge. Well, how's your week been? For a good cause. Um, my week's been okay, you know. Um, it's still a really sort of interesting time, I guess. Um, a few things drop out of the pipeline for various reasons and they're out of our control and other things emerge and, yeah, it's really interesting time. I think uh, kids are going back to school soon, uh, so I hope, <laughs> uh, early yeah, June, right. um, so in a few weeks. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it's going. But the week was okay. I think, I mean, I'm ready for it to come to a close and um, kind of exhale and, um, yeah, kind of relax over the weekend, I guess. Yeah, what's your, what's your, um, what's your typical switch-off Routine these days. Um, look, I try to drink lots of water during the week and during yeah. the day. Um, yeah. Just try and stay hydrated. And um, I also try to um, get a lot of activity and just stay mobile through the week rather than doing one big thing at the end or the beginning. Uh, I just try to do it throughout. Um, but typical switch off, you know, I like to just take some time to unwind on my own. I like my solo time. Um, and I think part of the frustration during this isolation period is being um, yeah, just I guess housebound, um, and not being that, not finding that solo time, that solitude, which I really, I really cherish. Um, so my way of winding out the week or winding down from a busy week is just to kind of go out for a walk on my own or do a workout on my own, just get some air. Yeah, that sort of quiet time, that quiet time, that quiet movement, and just doing that outdoors is just becoming so important, isn't it? Just getting some of those routines and yeah. craving time out of the office, craving time off the screen. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You're a slave to it. Yeah, I, I went for a drive the other day and I had to catch up with a few clients and I just found it quite amazing just to get in the car and go for a drive and just go and see people. Uh, that in itself was, was quite interesting. Just the art of getting into your car, maybe <laughs> maybe onto a podcast or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That in itself is, is really quite valuable. 
Yeah, it is. Um, and I think a lot of people talk about being zoomed out. Um, and I think that has to do with our inability to sort of transition between meetings, you know, like to, I usually, you know, I work in the CBD and, you know, I'll go from one meeting to another, but I transition, I jump on the tram, I jump off or I go for a walk or um, it's not so tightly packed, but that's just a little bit of discipline, isn't it? Look, I think so, and it's a bit of a, a discipline to get used to, but it's also, I guess it's just good to be really mindful that it that does tire you out, and we're human beings. We're not robots. We're not just designed to go from this uh, dynamic environment where we're doing a bit of travel to sort of Zoom shutdown time. You've got to give yourself a bit of time to transition, and you're probably going to be a little bit kind with how your body and mind reacts to that constant um, style of engagement because it, it, it I think it's taxing everyone at some level. I mean, we're both pretty fit. We're both reasonably strong and healthy. And we get up, we train on a consistent basis. But the reality is we're, we're human as well. And it, it's going to tax us from time to time, isn't it? Yeah. How do you do it? How do you wind down at the end of a big week? Oh, Jim, I'm a little bit similar to you. Like I, I love walking my dog in the morning. So I've got a, a bit of a set routine. I'll train at six, walk the dog at seven, grab a coffee at eight, and then um, sort of be in the office just after eight o'clock. Um, that discipline really helps me. The other thing that probably helps me is similar to, well, there's two things I do, which is one is I love reading my Kindle. So I'll jump on the couch and just deliberately read some bubble gum, nothing too heavy, just yeah. to sort of switch my brain off. Uh, what I'm, but, and also what I'm doing a little bit more of these days is just some really cool silent meditation exercises, which aren't a big stretch, not too deep, just following the breath just having some quiet space to observe the sounds and not really making it too complex. And you, you can do that for five minutes. You can do that for a little bit longer. But if you can throw a couple of those in, not making it too um, difficult to access, just, you know what, I'm going to sit cross-legged or on my chair. I'm just going to follow my breath for five minutes and just observe the sounds. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good practice and a really good way to do it. Um, I I think I've told you in the past, I just really suck at it. I I um, I think the first thing that I'll think about is when am I going to get interrupted? And ah, okay. that's a way of telling the universe interrupt me. You know? Yeah, that's a great <laughs> observation. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm quite aware of how um, the kind of yeah double-edged sword that that is, and how silly that is. But, you know. but, but you're, um, I mean, you you do a fair bit of drawing, and and uh, you do some really cool illustrations. So I guess in what way that's and you do some daily running, so I guess they're just really different forms of meditation at one level. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I think writing is a mindful task for me. I love, I've always drawn. I love drawing. That's a bit of a mindful task for me. I think it's time that I protect and I'm very precious over. And, again, you know, it's um, I don't get a lot of it at all, and I think that's we can't sort of complain about external forces. It's our, of our own making. We're going to control our time. So, yeah, mindful tasks for me. Uh, reading, writing, and drawing, uh, yeah, really in the form of meditation. Look, I, I, I reckon so, and whether it's that type of solitude or, we, or just some basic sitting, um, we're, we're really learning how to introduce these, uh, I don't want to use the word coping mechanisms, they are in one sense a coping mechanism, but they've got to be more than that, they've got to be just the way we live. They shouldn't be seen as something I've got to cope, use to cope. They should be like, man, this is my life. And so this is something I really need to do, not just for my wellness, but just to put a bit of joy and, and, and vitality into my world. So I'm hoping that people are, are, are getting that or recognising 
the basics, the basics of a walk through the park, the basics of observing the colour of autumn, the simplicity of just the smell of, um, you know, the smell that we get in the street after a big, heavy rain. They're the things that we, we want to expand on a bit more and that simplicity of the things that we observe in our world, hopefully people are turning a little bit more towards that because, man, it's, it's just going to make us a lot healthier and a lot more engaged. Yeah, okay. well, I, like, I really like that, you know, observing the colours of autumn. Um, you know, we're in Melbourne and it's autumn, it's cold, it's getting colder, um, but the, the parks, you know, you and I live next to some really beautiful parks and um, they're absolutely beautiful at the moment aren't they? And it, it is. You've got to sort of take a moment and just take it all in. It is it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, you know, I was just uh, chatting to my wife and I was kind of saying to her, look, I'm, I'm going to grab the dog and go watch the sunset on, on Alwood Beach. And basically, you know, what am I going to do right now that's better than that? Mm. What could I possibly be reading, podcasting, watching that's better than that five, ten minute break where I just stick my legs in the water and watch the sunset as I throw a frisbee to my dog? I really can't think of anything better than that. And hopefully we're getting back to just those simple tools that we have, Jim, just to find that joy, find that vitality and all that other junk, all the other stuff that we're running around like blue-ass flies trying to chase is, is in this world, it's kind of fairly meaningless. Yeah, that's so true. So yeah. true. What are you it's reading at the moment? Are you reading, you mentioned you. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the Michael Jordan um, book, oh. The Last Dance. It's an absolute cracker. Oh, it's really? really? I, think that, uh, I know it's on Netflix, but I didn't know it was on. Um... Yeah, there's a book by, um, I think it's Roland Lazenby, who, who also wrote a really good book, which, which charts his um, his journey. And have you been watching The Last Dance? Have you? Yeah, I have. Um, I'm across it. I'm not up to the most recent um, episode, um, but um, yeah, I have. I'm, I think I'm about three or four episodes in. So. Yeah, and there's a there's a beautiful narrative there around not only his vulnerability but the cost of leadership. I mean, it's it's just it's amazing how you can see in his eyes he's um, how he gets really emotional about the things that he's had to do to bring the team along and, and what he's had to give up and just how sensitive he's been to the impact he's had on others. And I thought that's a beautiful, it's a really beautiful story there. Mm, yeah, it looks amazing. Um, I had no idea it was a book. Um, so you, um, you know, just sort of Google it. Just as a caveat, be very careful when you Google The Last Dance. <laughs> Make sure you put the words Michael Jordan in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, good on you. Um, I'll, yeah. I'll jump on that, absolutely. What, what else has been top of mind for you, Jim? What are you, what, 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 um, what are you, what are you feeling this week? What sort of, you know, what's coming across your desk, and in terms of any insights or anything that's becoming key for you? Uh, look, for me, I've we've done I've done a lot of work with um, a few leaders this week, and um, I've, you know, the work that I do, I tend to interface a lot with kind of CEOs and. Yeah. Board member people, as you as you know, you know, we do a lot bit of work together as well. Um, you know, and there's a lot of toing and froing with these these um, people, uh, a lot of back and forth, and you know, there's always a journey from the you know when we begin working together to gain trust and and gain trust to win trust really, um, and avoid. I always constantly avoid the um, the analogy that I use is a tennis match. I avoid playing tennis. You know. I avoid being the person where I, you know, I lob a tennis ball over the racket, over the court and across the net, I should say, and wait for the return. And usually what that means is, you know, I, you're putting yourself in the position of showing them something 
and hoping they like it. And then they lob some feedback and then you lob it back and it's just this back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, a lot of people operate that that way. I used to operate that way as well and I just thought it was just a default. But I've started realising this week especially it's really come to the fore that true collaboration with leaders and I'm grateful that I work with them all every day. And the ones that work really well, um, we use the analogy where we actually we've we sculpt something together and you begin by establishing um, establishing the baseline. What, what does this lump of marble look like that we're going to sculpt, sculpt together? And we have to decide that together. And bit by bit, inch by inch, um, to use Al Pacino's um, quote, um, inch by inch we begin sculpting. And it's rough at the beginning. Right, it's rough. We're taking large chunks off each, but over time it gets finer and finer, and we're both learning one another's cadence and rhythm and mannerisms, um, and it's a true collaboration. It's true artistry. It's it's true skill and true expertise coming to the fore. It's very different to the lobbing match of a tennis game, going back and forth a lot. You know, when you try to collaborate, and all you're doing is really you're just putting something forward and waiting for someone's feedback. That's not collaboration. That's not at all. Jim, what I noticed about, you know, some of the work I've done with you is um, you're good at not intervening. It's pretty easy to intervene in a piece of dialogue with a client or a CEO. It's actually a lot harder just to sit back and trust that something's going to have to evolve in its own natural rhythm and cadence. Uh, there's a, always a bit of tension in any kind of leadership or advisory work where people are always trying to intervene, always trying to fix, solve or prescribe. It's a, it takes a lot more courage to sit back and observe and allow people to find their rhythm and allow people to come along on that journey. Hmm. It's, it's easy for us to, to fix, isn't it? It's a lot harder to, to sit back. Or, or to not play the expert. And that that takes a bit of groundedness and wisdom. And I'm not saying that stuff's easy because I know when, when I'm in that place, there's a part of me that wants to intervene. There's a part of me that wants to fix the part of me that wants to just get on with it because we're, we're, we're time poor. Mm-hmm. But then the, I guess the wiser part of me hopefully resists that urge to want to get everyone along at that rhythm and along at my pace, I want to fix this or put this into this, um, you know, really prescriptive strategic initiative. But more times than not, I've actually got to get out of the way and I've got to let this just unfold. And people kind of say, what do you, what do you mean unfold? Like that's way too abstract for me, for me to even get my head around. But I think you and I and what we're trying to teach leaders is they've got to start to trust their own patients that sometimes things just need to find their way when they're ready without always trying to interfere, intervene or solve. Oh, yeah, or sit back and wait for it to be solved, you know. Yeah, I, completely, yeah, yeah. I completely hear you and it is, and I think restraint is really hard. I think that's what we're talking about here is uh, the restraint of, um, you know, take, being methodical of going slow and, and carving something out of, out of stone slow and purposefully. Um, yeah, that's really difficult. It's, it, and it, I don't think I've got a down pat, but it is the way. It is the way, and it's the way trust is built over time. It's how people work together really well when they establish trust and say, we're going to, you know, together, we're going to carve this piece of marble together and we're going to slap at it at the beginning. We're going to 
take chunks out of it. But over time, we're going to work slowly, methodically, and we're going to turn it into a piece of a piece of art. And that's collaboration. That's teamwork. What, what about what about the term which is going to make uh, sheer terror into a lot of people? I don't know. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I actually don't know, but I'm willing to sit through this. Yeah. I don't have the answer, but I think we need to start to peel away more layers. Oh. I don't have a solution right now. How about those terms? For most people, they're, they're, they're going to feel a, a sense of dread or anxiety because you're, not, you're meant to know. What do you mean you don't know? You're meant to fix this. You're the expert. <laughs> we we engage you on this. Yes, yeah, I hear possibly say that, but that's kind of often the wise position to take. That's where you're at. That's where you're meant to be. You're meant to be in the I don't know. doesn't mean you stop. It just means you've got to inquire a bit deeper and observe a bit more and sit in that uh, level of unknown, that abstract um, space that uh, we're always trying to clutch. We're always trying to hang on to something, but to sit in that groundless space I, th- I think it takes a lot of courage and con- conditioning because we're not psychopaths. And inside, we're, we've got something pulling at us. Yeah. So you've almost got to resist that pull when you're, you're, you're working with anyone, whether you're a, an advisor or, or just working with uh, a team, having the courage to say, I really don't know, but let's keep prodding, let's keep pilling. Yeah. I trust the process. I trust the process and I trust you. I actually trust yeah. that you and I can find a way through. How about, how about we take that position? Yeah, that's it. I, I trust you. Yeah, that's I trust you. And I, yeah, and I trust that you and I, if we keep supporting and challenging and, and, and we can sit within the tension, we're, we're going to arrive at a much better place rather than trying to paper over the, the, the solution to an imperative that we, we both know in our heart and so we actually haven't arrived yet. Yeah, that's really powerful. It is very powerful and so very true, so very true. Yeah. You know, and there's a there's a almost there's a stoic philosophy I've been reading. Actually, one of the I'm, I'm reading um, an interpretation of the Tao. You know, Lao Tzu's ancient sort of philosophy, and, and one of the things that they keep talking about it's a such a difficult thing to practice is get out of the way, stop interfering. Yeah, sometimes you just don't do anything, and and that's not apathy. That's just letting things uh, unfold through their natural cadence and rhythm. But, but the Western philosophy is to fix, 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 fix. Yeah. Let it let it come through. And in a, in a COVID rapid uh, environment, um, we're you know we're running a few uh, meditative inquiry type podcasts for a few businesses, and and that's almost been the 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 malleability agility practice, which is you got no control, get out of the way, be like water, and just let go, and just start to trust, start to trust your gut and your intuition to guide you through. Stop trying to solve and fix everything stop trying to dominate mm. um, in a rapid environment Jim, our human response is to try and grapple for ground mm. but, but the thing we probably have to do is let go of ground and say take a big deep breath let go and let's just fight let's just allow ourselves to come through this the natural way that we're meant to yeah powerful stuff it's really usable i read um this a gift that was given to me a little while back it's a little simon sinek book on leadership um, it's called Together is Better. And there's a little quote in it that says, a team is not a group of people who work together. A team is a group of people who trust each other. And 
So very true. To build trust, um, whether you're in a team that you, you know, you're working together in an organization or you're consulting to an organization, you've got to form a team first and foremost. You've got to build that team dynamic together. And that's built through trust. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great one. And that trust, um, one topic that we've been fortunate to cover off, you and I have discussed it a few times, is, is what true rich dialogue is. Mm. So how, do I, how do you and I have dialogue? How do, I, how do I give you the space and, and you give me a mutual space where we can just get to explore? Um, how, do we, how do we give each other that permission to step into to really, really rich, beautiful dialogue through just asking questions without necessarily knowing what the answers are? Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're not, cult- we're not we haven't been um, conditioned to, to operate that way. But if, if we can't have that simple, open uh, inquiry dialogue where we're giving each other space to step in, then that whole team trusting is really never going to come to life. But no one's actually teaching us that. No one's really providing those spaces for us to practice because it takes a bit of time to, to get into that, to cultivate that way of being. Yeah, it is so true. It's so true. Um, speaking of open dialogue, um, the last couple of March 1st Academy sessions went, were really great and um, we haven't caught up since the last one. So um, um, I think we've got our next one in the first week of June. So, um, you know, the, I think we had a small, we had a cohort of roughly about 20 people and they were, they were open dialogue. I, I think that's what we're trying to do there. They were safe spaces, weren't they? Yeah, you know, the, the, the richness within uh, you and I can get pretty strategic, we can get really layered on how we approach things and, and we can spend a lot of time putting these, uh, we put some really detailed frameworks in place, but it's quite often we'll put a really detailed framework in place with a lot of back end and we'll step into the space and just really let it go and open it up. And, and the reason we do that is because we, we, we're trusting people, we're trusting people before they even trust themselves sometimes. We're trusting that they're going to find a way to deliver their story and we're going to provide that safety for them. And that beautiful dialogue starts to come alive because people are starting to realise that we trust them. They start trusting themselves and then they start trusting each other. Yeah. And then that, that, that beautiful collaboration comes alive, doesn't it? Yeah. It is. yeah. We've got no idea. We really don't have any idea of how that's going to go, but it, we, we've got to trust ourselves enough just to allow them to drop and allow them to go wherever they need to go because, man, this is your time. This is your safe space where you just get to explore. Yeah. And so, you know, there's two, you know, there's two feelings I, I feel, Jim, in those moments. I feel really warm and really wrapped, but also feel sad because I'm thinking a lot of people actually miss out on this. Yeah. Just having that having that space to explore with, with a mate or an acquaintance or a partner to say, we're just going to explore and this is a safe space where I just get to be me and I just get to go wherever I need to go. Yeah. And being... And also be surprised and delighted. Yeah. There were a few moments there in the last couple of weeks where, last couple of sessions where I was really surprised. And also, you know, I'm sure it was completely taken aback by one person's story as well. I walked away richer for the experience. I, I, you know, they're not, for, for listeners who um, aren't aware, you know, they're not presentations, they're, open dialogue sessions that we host at March 1st Academy and, you know, they, they are safe spaces and I walk away learning something after each session. And, and you, you reminded me of um, something that I, um, you sort of you're hinting on this, the, the generosity of sharing and the generosity is what leadership is all about. 
Leadership is generosity. Leadership is offering something where I probably don't want to offer it because I'm really awkward, vulnerable, uncomfortable, or tense. But that's that leadership journey, isn't it? That you could just see that people are offering that generosity of spirit of of rich experiences. And then we started to see people dropping us as someone provided that um, to themselves and to the group. They gave others permission to to show an even deeper amount of generosity, and that's how that kind of golden thread started to open up. Yeah. That's a, just a beautiful art of dialogue. That's just yeah. a beautiful, rich, co-created dialogue. Yeah, that's really wonderful. Um, I think June the 5th, Friday afternoon is the next one, so um, I sent everybody some homework the other day, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, you, you, it, was a, it was a really cool exercise, wasn't it, just to – uh, uh, find a stage to tell their story, you know, I guess to tell their story and um, how important is it to tell your story? I mean, really how, how well, not only just to tell it, just to know what's, what's my story, what's what really is my story beyond all the fluff and all the, the platitude, what is my story? Yeah, yeah, it is good stuff. Um, I'm going to look at the last dance. Um, I, might, I might not, I'm reading a couple of things at the moment um, that have me, pretty entranced, so I'm not going to pick up another book until I finish those, um, but I'll certainly finish off the um, the documentary series or catch up on it at the very least as well. Um, I really enjoyed the first couple of episodes. Yeah, it was a, it's a, um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge ESPN, ESPN sort of sports fan, but um, I'd call it, I wouldn't even call it a sports doco, it was, it was almost just a life doco, wasn't it? Yeah, the Michael Jordan story is fascinating and yeah. uh, he's an enigma, isn't he? He's a, an icon of the 20th century. So, Absolutely. Um, that's a good chat as always. Yeah, good to, good to sit around out of the week. I know it's been a few weeks and we've, uh, we've got some pretty cool stuff happening next uh, weekend. And, and the weekend for you, uh, what's, what's uh, anything yeah, exciting? I'm going to meet the kids this weekend. Yeah. I just want to be a dad, you know, I just want to focus on the kids and, um, and also go out and, do, do a workout or two over the weekend and um, a bit of running as well. So, yeah, keep it real. <laughs> yeah. Love. Well, yeah. I walk my dog. My dog, is, um, my dog is no longer, well, it's a puppy, but it's a big puppy. So I'm going to. Yeah, he's getting quite big, isn't he? So he's getting of activity. Yeah. So I've got, to, um, I've got to exercise him, otherwise he'll he'll eat the furniture. He'll eat the furniture. So, um. For listeners who are tuning in for the first time or the hundredth time, Damien and I have been recording this podcast for the last couple of years and it's been quite a journey. We do it every three weeks. We've started Academy um, at marchfirst.com.au slash membership, uh, which you can learn about. Join us on open dialogue sessions face-to-face by video, um, but we also have a community Slack channel where we're interacting almost daily and, yeah, just sort of networking and interacting and teaching and learning about purpose-driven leadership, something that we're really quite passionate about. Yeah, Jim, and I'm loving the, the really cool sort of tools and techniques that the group sharing, we're sharing and, and bouncing around some really cool experiences there from meditation to empathy and compassion. So we're starting to allow everyone really to open up some of those topics and bring them to life. Yeah. Great. Well, until next time. Until next time. Mate, great chatting. See you, mate. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. Bye. Fearless is produced by Jim Antonopoulos and Damien Carolla. Your questions, your insights and your ideas will help us feed future episodes. Get in touch through all the usual channels.